0: Let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, former Ute quarterback and our Ute insider here on the Zone Radio Network. He is Frank Dolce. Hi, Frank. How are you?
1: Hey, guys. Uh, fantastic. I, I had an extra half an hour to prepare because you bumped me from 4 o'clock to 4.30 for Rob Morris. So <laughs> I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> You're not feeling insecure about that, are you, Frank?
1: No. Why would I? I don't know why I would. And then Austin, Austin's love fest. I've never heard Austin say he wants to put a tattoo of me anywhere on his <laughs> body. And you never will. And and I'm pretty okay with that. I would be more. It would be more meaningful to me if Gordon said that he wanted to put some tattoo on his body that reminded him of me.
2: Would you get a Frank tattoo, Gordon? What do you think? Well, I, I, you know, I'm a Frank admirer, but I, yeah. I never really thought of taking it to that
1: extreme. I mean, Let's just say, Gordon, if you were a tattoo guy, I know you're not, because I'm not a tattoo guy either, but if you were a tattoo guy, then that would be a tattoo that you would seriously consider putting on your body. Yeah. I mean, can yeah, we agree on that?
2: Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be, if I were a tattoo guy, yeah. I would have no yeah, problem, because okay. that would be quite a conversation piece. You know? Oh, this is my friend Frank. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Who's that? What's that? Why does he well, look Frank. Why does he look exactly like The Rock? No, that's Frank.
0: <laughs> that's just Frank. He's my boy. Uh Frank, what is the I guess what is the one question you really want to see answered on the field tomorrow?
1: It's so boring, super boring. But I need to – we need to determine if – you're, if you're a Utah fan, you need to determine whether or not there's a viable offensive line for the youth. And it's gone, we've gone through the entirety of spring and now fall camp without a definitive answer. I think they're getting closer to naming a, a group of five starters, but I still believe that going into, into the game tomorrow night – you're going to have six, maybe seven guys in the rotation up front. And it's just, if Utah wants to accomplish any of its goals this year, then it just, they have to be, they're going to have to be really good up front. And, and I'm, I mean, just not, not, not just like average good, but I think they have to be really good. And so that's a big, I, I, I think that's a big issue. I think it's the biggest issue. And hopefully there will be some answer tomorrow night.
2: Now, Frank, I I said it's going to be interesting to see the matchup between BYU's offensive line and that great Utah defensive front. But see, you're mm-hmm. you're in the same neighborhood as me. Jake was making fun of me that I was uh, getting in the trenches like that. And, and you see, Frank and I think a lot alike. I'm sorry if that's an insult. Except to for you, he Frank.
0: said a completely different side of the ball
2: than you did. Well, that's true, but we're still in the trenches. In fact, I'm I'm with Frank. Yeah, no. I'm
1: way Gordon, more interested Gordon, yeah, to see go,
0: if they perform on the O line. That's where the question mark is, Frank. I agree with you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait
1: well, a thank minute. You. I I'm, I feel like I've been agreed with twice, and you guys don't. <laughs> you both agree with me, but you don't agree with each other. Yes. So,
0: yes. Exactly.
1: I, I think that's how I think that's how it works. Although you know, along with along with what Gordon is saying, the most interesting matchup tomorrow, because I don't think. You know, Tonga's really good on BYU's defensive line, and I think they have some question marks elsewhere on the defensive front. And so, um, you know, maybe Utah, maybe it's it's you know more of a, a stalemate going into the game in that particular area, and and one of the teams going to figure out how to how to win that battle. The most compelling matchup, I think, is if you switch that around. So. BYU's very experienced and large offensive line versus what's being touted by many as one of the best defensive lines in the country. And and I think that is where the game, you know, that that's where a win or loss in this game lies is who wins that particular battle. Because, you know, BYU's, we, we, we talk a lot about, it's funny because we talk a lot about BYU's offense and their ability to, their ability, you know, great quarterback, great offensive line, what should be a a pretty solid running game. I think great tight end play, uh, maybe some questions on the outside. And so, but their ability to score points, that's, that's kind of what we're, what we've been talking about. And, and on the other side, it's Utah's ability to, to keep a team from, from scoring points. That's kind of been the case for the Whittingham era. So to me, that's the most compelling matchup in, in this game is if, if, if defense is going to win out and and hold down what looks like could be a very productive BYU offense,
0: Frank Dolce with us, 97.5 5 and twelve-eighty the zone. Frank, I'm trying to think of the best way to to ask this question, but how big of a deal is it that? Uh, Coach Ludwig and Kyle Whittingham know and trust each other and more from wit, that he knows Coach Ludwig, he knows how smart he is, experience with him, and he can kind of let him do his thing. How big of a deal is that?
1: It's a big deal because you're referencing the history of Coach Whittingham and a lack of trust, seeming lack of trust for his offensive coordinators, and lots of talk coming from the campus that at some point Kyle Whittingham takes over the offense and, and essentially starts determining if it's going to be a run or a pass. And it seemed like, you know, 75% of the time it was going to be a run, regardless of the situation. So having that trust with Andy, Andy Ludwig should benefit the Utes and the play calling and the ability of the offense to be a little more open and free. I think Coach Whittingham was significantly disappointed the first time when Coach Ludwig left. And, I, you know, I'm, I know why Coach Ludwig left. He was trying to get a head coaching job and looking for other opportunities at different, maybe larger programs at that point. And, and, you know, no one, no one would cry foul on that. But that path, his, his path has taken him back here. And I think all of that great experience he's gained, especially the last couple of years at Vanderbilt, will will really go a long way in in creating an offense that could be very dynamic. And and the thing I like about Coach Ludwig and, and his experience is I think that his, his goal is just to utilize, to maximize the talent that he has available, not to institute what he thinks should be the offense. You know, we should throw the ball 60 percent. We should run it 40 percent. No, I think he's more along the lines of, this is what we have available, and if we do this, we could be really successful. And I think that's the right mindset, along with the fact that hopefully Coach Ludwig brings some stability, and I'm talking about long-term, many-year kind of stability to the offensive coordinator coaching position.
2: An attendant question with that, Frank, is what kind of what will the complexion of this game be from a quarterbacking standpoint? Last year, uh, if memory serves, Zach Wilson threw twenty nine times, Jason Shelley threw twenty eight. Do you expect that to be more lopsided toward BYU this time around? And should Tyler Huntley utilize his mobility and pick up a bunch of yards uh,
1: by you know uh, hitting the edge? Well, so I I like Tyler Huntley's athletic ability. I don't like a lot of run game designed for Tyler Huntley. I'm okay when he scrambles around and he uses his capability, but I just he's never complete. Well, never he hasn't completed a season yet, and I'd like to you know I'd like to think that you could get him through an entire season without having to go to your to your bullpen. So I I like. Tyler Huntley to keep a defense off balance with design run but only you know uh, a handful of times I'm talking literally at five or six times during the game Uh, Utah's game plan will be to establish the run game dominate, try to dominate the line of scrimmage and control the game and not have to put Tyler Huntley in situations where he has to throw the ball 29 or 30 times. I think they, they want him to throw the ball in the 20 sort of 24 sort of times in the game at a maximum and, and dominate the game on the ground. I would guess on the other side of the ball that what Utah's defensive line and, and, and defensive backfield is, is going to dictate that BYU is not necessarily going to be able to establish a run game and not necessarily uh, be able to uh, have the passing game dominate the game, so a much more balanced attack on the offensive side for BYU, leaning toward, I would think, the passing game. If you look at the weapons that BYU has, I mean, people are talking about well, they don't have an outside receive. You know, the outside receiving core is light, or not, not as talented as you want. Or, but look at what they have. They have a an experienced offensive line. They have a very good quarterback coming back with a lot of good game experience and success. They have what who should be in Williams, a very good running back and a good backup running back, and they have. What I think is really good tight end play, if you just take those four, take the offensive receivers out of it, take those four phases with the line, the quarterback, the running back, and really good tight end play, that is more than enough to keep a defense off balance.
2: Frank, uh, we all appreciate your analysis, and it is really crisp and right on target. But Aaron, one of our uh, one of our uh, regular tweeters, and he communicates with us regularly, and he's really smart. He asked this question: Why is it every time Frank comes on with you guys, he sounds like a jilted girlfriend that you didn't call at the exact time you said you would?
1: Uh hey, Aaron. Walk a mile, bro.
0: <laughs> well said.
1: Walk a mile.
0: Frank, we love it when you get a chance to come on. We, we do. L- we, we love do. the pithy banter. <laughs> no, no. It's true. It's
1: true, Frank. You, you are the best, my friend. Hey, it's rivalry week, and I got bumped for Rob Morris. I mean, I, you know, I can't let that go. I have to... I, I would not be honoring Rivalry Week if I didn't say something about that.
2: Do you, uh, do you have a score prediction? I mean, what, what
1: do you think it's going to be? A score for the game? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it could be kind of a 27-24, sort of a 31-28 sort of, sort of a game. Uh, I think there's a potential that that uh, you know I, I feel like there's a potential that that um, Utah if, if Utah does what they need to do like make it really ugly at the line of scrimmage on the defensive side you know you know what I mean just just be disruptive at the line of scrimmage on the defensive side and then. And then, you know, BYU can't get on track on the offensive side and, and Wilson's running around and, and having trouble getting the ball downfield. He just doesn't have time to throw. I mean, I think there's that potential in this, in this game. And, and, in, and in that case, uh, you know, maybe Utah creates some turnovers and it, and it gets a little, a little more out of hand in favor of Utah. But I just, in all of my experience with this particular game and watching – teams who should be favored and teams who should be the underdogs and and wins and losses that should never never have occurred i just i can't say anything definitively other than it's more likely than not that it'll end in one team winning i think utah less than seven points
2: but you give it sounds to me like you're giving the cougars a shot
1: oh yeah i i i absolutely give the give the cougars a shot there's no there's no question about it uh and and i i still think utah is is the the team that is better going into this game Uh, i like you know athletically i think if we went position group by position group you would say yeah utah wins you know if there's you know seven out of eight position groups utah wins and if that's the case, then you know that you know maybe dictates the 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 final of the game. But uh, no question about it, rivalry game, first game of the year. That's another thing you have to factor in because those games are always ugly. You know th- that's how it's going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if it went something like the the Florida Miami game we witnessed last weekend, where you know Florida's ranked number eight, and here comes Miami. You know they're they come out and they they didn't just drop their hats on the field. They came in ready to play, and they made that thing ugly, and Florida had to figure out a way to win one at the end. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we we saw that kind of affair on Thursday evening. Thanks, Frank. Enjoy the game. All right, guys, great to talk to you. I, I look forward to catching up with you next week.
0: Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Frank Dolce, and of course he's a big part of our Utah coverage, well, college football in general, our college football coverage throughout the year, and he's going to be on the pre- and post-game shows, he's going to be doing the U-preview show, he's going to join us once a week, comes on with DJ and PK, Tony and Austin as well. So uh, look forward to it all season long.